Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, back at a Chuckery Show, hanging out in the Kia Studios. Final hour of the program is the start of the Brown Liquor Music Hour. Check where he gets first quest. Well, Marvin Gaye to get us going here. I want you. No, not literally, but figuratively. Uh, 404-726-0929. Hey, uh, already worried about your fantasy football team? Want to know who's a sleeper and who's a bust? Upper hand fantasy gives you the insight to draft the best uh, lineup possible for your fantasy team. Get the upper hand with hosts uh, Faraz Sadiq. No, how, how do you pronounce that? Sadiq, S-I-D-D-I-Q-I. Sadiq and Jack Rizzuto. They do all the hard work so you don't have to. Just listen, get smarter, and draft your team. New episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Follow Upper Hand Fantasy for free on the Odyssey app wherever you get your podcast. And you can listen to Peachtree Football with, who are these two jabrones? Dylon and Bo, Captain Morgan. Yep. Dylon Matthews, Bo Morgan. The Atlanta Falcons training camp is in full swing. Peachtree football's got all things covered, including preseason games and the first preseason game against the Dolphins. Check them out on the Odyssey app as well. So we're already seeing, and, and you know, I, I have said repeatedly that I thought the low-key best move that this Falcons franchise did in the offseason wasn't a player that they signed, wasn't a trade that they made, wasn't extending somebody's contract, wasn't whatever anything else that you can think of it was. The low-key best move that the Atlanta Falcons made was bringing Jerry Gray in to be the assistant head coach, coach the defensive backs, be part of the defensive staff, working with Ryan Nielsen, who, by the way, has never been a head coach or sorry, a defensive coordinator in the NFL. Now he's been a co-DC before, like, and that's about as much as I've been a DC. But he's been a co-DC, but he's never been a play caller on the defensive side. This is where Jerry Gray is helping everybody out. He's helping out Arthur Smith. He's helping out Ryan Nielsen. Oh yeah, and he's an excellent coach. And we've talked about his resume here in the past. Jair Alexander, one of the better corners, better young corners in the NFL for the Green Bay Packers, 
has nothing but great things to say about him. And he's not there anymore. Not not Jair Alexander, but Jerry Gray is not there anymore. So it's not like he's bragging on how good of a coach he is right now. No, he credits him a lot with getting him to be one of the better corners in the NFL. And obviously, in 2010, he was the defensive backs coach for the Seattle Seahawks, who, let me see here, they had a couple of rookies on that team. Oh, yeah, uh, Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas. Day Day, did those guys turn out pretty good? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Not Dan Quinn, not Gus Bradley. Jerry Gray was the guy that spearheaded that whole Legion of Boom movement. And I thought that he was the best acquisition that the Falcons had in this offseason. And now fast forward to preseason game number one. And what did you see? You saw defensive backs making plays all over the field. You saw passes defended. And you know what else you saw? We actually had multiple interceptions, one of them that led to a pick six. How often have we ever had more than one interception in a game? How often have we ever had over the last decade or so, maybe since we had Ray Buchanan and Ashley Ambrose, that we've had actual guys in our secondary that could make plays? And this is, we talked about, this was the area of the team that I have consistently thought was their most improved era. Or, sorry, area. I thought their secondary was the place that they had improved in the most. Whether it was Jesse Bates, whether it was A.J. Terrell back and healthy, whether it was getting Jeff Okuda, whether it was, again, another year of Richie Grant and Jalen Hawkins, I think that they're the area of improvement that that has been the biggest has been this secondary. And I think they really have a chance to be a top 10 caliber secondary when all is said and done. And a lot of that, yes, it's players and such, but Jerry Gray is going to be the guy that helps spearhead this thing. And I know he's not technically the defensive backs coach, but anybody want to sell me on the idea that he hasn't had a big influence already? in the way and the look and the style, you don't think he's going to have big benefits with D. Alford and guys like that. We had four turnovers the other night. Most of that was led by our secondary. We only gave up three points. A good bit of that was spearheaded by our secondary because they didn't allow any passes you know, in the end zone. So if all of our backup and third string guys can start to look like this, what do you think our first string can look like? I think A.J. Terrell's in for a big year. I think Jesse Bates, I think he needs to be a second-team All-Pro caliber player. And I've said before, I think Jeff Okuda, if he's healthy, I think he's going to have a monster year. I think he's going to get himself paid really well. And it may not be by the Falcons. And it may be a situation where, you know, again, it's it's for some other team than the Falcons. But I certainly think that he is – a guy that's going to have that breakout season. And I'm excited to see what this first-team defense looks like. Because if these guys can play this well on our second and third stringers, then I'm excited to see what this becomes. 
I'm excited to see what this can look like. I'm excited to see what our secondary can do. Because the Jerry Gray influence is going to be felt. Chuck, you know, one of the things I thought about when thought about you when watching the game was the uh you talked about this last week was the down and distance Mm -hmm. um and being better there uh this season and they had multiple situations where like you said last week when um i don't remember if it was just you or if it was a guest you were talking to but putting the putting opposing i I said it multiple different ways yeah but putting those opposing teams in the third and longs And they did that multiple times. And then, again, I think one of those led to, I think, the uh, the interception. Yeah. Uh, again, you, you're, you're putting teams in a position that there's a higher likelihood of turning the football over. Whether it's because you have to drop back and pass. Mm-hmm. Whether you, you get pressure on a quarterback and he has to throw it quicker. Whether you put him in long distance downs and distance to where they become a one-dimensional offense. Whatever that is. That's how all of that comes together. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's a byproduct of, okay, can we be good on first and second down? Can we put teams in down and distance, you know, third and three versus third and 13? There's a massive difference in the way the playbook looks for all of that. Yep. Massive difference. And so, again, the Jerry Gray influence, being able to, cre- you know, help with Ryan Nielsen and creating pressure and our secondary stepping up and forcing turnovers and getting sacks and every every aspect of it. I think that with Nielsen and Gray and some of these coaches that we're in really good hands. But I certainly think Jerry Gray is already starting to have a big influence on this team. And I still think that he's going to have an, an even bigger influence as this team goes along. Just in the way our defensive backs are going to look are going to look and going to play, and we certainly have enough talent back there. But it obviously has to come all together. So I'm very hopeful, and based upon what I saw in game number one, like I said, that's a very good first step. Very good first step. It's by no means a completed project. By no means a finished painting. By no means a, you know, a, a well-oiled machine. It's a good first start for what this team, you know, wants to become. And, again, I think that a lot of this is spearheaded by the influence of a Jerry Gray, that I thought their secondary played well. I thought, their, I, thought the, I thought the ability to turn the football over, capitalize on turning the football over, not allowing touchdowns to be scored. You know, we haven't seen that. Remember, we were the, la- we were the worst pass defense in the NFL last year, the worst. The worst. Part of that was injury. Part of that was we didn't have a second guy. So, I, again, I can accept some of that. But even A.J. Terrell probably regressed a little bit and didn't have as good of a year. And certainly the rest of our secondary didn't have the kind of year that we were looking for in all this. So, again, I think the Jerry Gray influence is already being felt. And I'm excited to see what our first-team defense can do. I'm excited to see what this first-team secondary. I wish that Jeff Okuda was healthy and we could get a dose of him, but I'm excited now for a guy like Clark Phillips. If he's going to play this Friday and he's going to get a look-see, let me see what he looks like. I don't know what he's ultimately going to be, but let me see what he can look like in this defense and with this coaching staff. 
with these guys, with a Jerry Gray and these and Ryan Nielsen coaching these guys up. Let me see what that looks like for a Clark Phillips. All right, when we get back, it'll be time for That's Life. Wait till I tell you about a couple of these Babe Ruth cards that are up at auction that will be closing out this weekend. And our top ten as well. Chuck Green, the Key Studios. Sports Radio, not to the game. Odyssey.com app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fees 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. T-Mobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Back at it, Chuckery Show. 9.20, live from the Kia Studios. You know what time it is. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. 404-726-0929. That's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. All right, Day-Day, going to ask you about a couple of these auctions. Um, so there's a couple of Babe Ruth cards that will be closing their auctions on Saturday, okay? Okay. A 1916 M101-5 blank back rookie Babe Ruth card. Um, It grades out at a five and a half. It's a black and white photo. It's like a little mini card, okay? Like a tobacco-sized card. Okay. 
um, which is like you know like a little like a little I don't know not not a it's a mini card is what it is. Uh, grades out at a five and a half. What do you think the current bid is at right now? Hmm. $250,000. $340,000 right now. Wow. 340000 Wow. And this thing's going to close in five days. I'm guessing this is a Babe Ruth rookie that's still in pretty good shape. Closing in five days? Yes. I'm guessing over a half million when all is said and done. Yeah. Because the next bet is three hundred and fifty, I'm gonna guess it's gonna go up to half million. Mm-hmm. Who's got that kind of money laying around to, to spend on? <laughs> well, definitely cards? not me. <laughs> All right, this is the one. A nineteen thirty three Gaudi Babe Ruth. This is a colored card. It's a color. It's a color. It's in color, but it's a. It's like a drawing of him. Okay. Um, it grades out at an eight and a half, and I think the thing that I saw is, is that um, there's only four out of sixteen hundred submissions. Only four of the thirty-three Gaudi Babe Ruths grade out higher. What do you think the price is? Eight and a half, by the way. Eight and a half. Hmm. I'll say that one's probably like. I'd say that one's probably about 400, 400 grand. Eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars. With Whoa. the right now, with the buyer's premium, okay? With when you include the buyer's premium, mm-hmm. one million and twenty thousand dollars. When does that one close out? Five days. Ooh, that one. Ooh. That'll be a million dollar yeah. card. Yeah. That'll be a million. Because the next bid, this what the current bid is eight fifty. The next bid is eight hundred sixty-two thousand. Sheesh! So this one will be over a million dollars. Only four of these cards have been graded higher. It's a beautiful looking card, and it's Babe Ruth, right? It's the Salt and the Swat. It's the, one of the old timers. Yeah. yeah. Eight hundred and fifty. Who's got eight hundred fifty thousand large? To just spend on a baseball card. Well, I guess my question, because well, they never say, because I'm wondering, like, who actually owns the card? Like, is it an individual person? Well, you know, you know, so years ago, when one of the rare Hannes Wagner cards came up for auction, mm-hmm. that was owned by Wayne Gretzky. Oh wow! Yeah, Wayne Gretzky was it was one of the. I think he was. I think there were actually two owners. Because again, it, it, when, when cards start to get in the millions, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you, you know, again, you're you're talking about a business at that point, right? right? But Wayne Gretzky was one of the owners of one of the you know the the T two o six Hannes Wagner, which is like the 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 um, what do you want to call it? The uh, the golden um, um, the the golden arc or, right. or the the Ark of the Covenant. I mean, that's that's the rarest of the rare of the okay. rare of all time. Is the T two oh six Wagner? I think it's nineteen oh nine tobacco card. Gotcha. Um, so that that's the that's the gold standard of all baseball cards. Okay. And and he was one of the owners of it. So whoever owns these two probably more than likely are kind of high, pro- not high profile, but they're they're probably of of financial stature. You know, I I I don't even know about that because when you have car- when some of these cards they're just owned by Jamokes. Right. That's true. I mean they. A Jamoke finds a stash in a, you know, basement uh, yeah. shoebox, yeah, and true. all yeah. of a sudden you you are become a millionaire yeah. for it. 
850 large. That is crazy. All right. Timothy Blythnick. Okay. He was on Family Feud in 2020. And Steve Harvey asked him a question. He said, what was your biggest mistake that you made at your wedding? And Blythnick answered, quote, I do. Then he immediately told Harvey, he said, not mine to say, not mine to say, I love my wife. I'm going to get in trouble for that, aren't I? Where Steve Harvey responded, it's going to be a lot of hell to pay at your house. Fast forward. (laughs) Family feud contestant who joked about marriage gets life in prison for his wife's murder. Timothy Timothy Blythnick joked about his wife on the family feud. Now he's serving life in prison. Uh, A judge sentenced a former contestant on the game show Family Feud to spend life in prison for the slaying of his estranged wife in western Illinois. 40 years old, found guilty earlier this year of first-degree murder and home invasion in the February 23rd shooting death of Rebecca Blyfnick. The body of Blyfnick was found by a family member inside her Quincy home after she failed to pick up her children from school. She had been shot multiple times. He was arrested on March 13th. 12 days after his Quincy home was searched. The couple was separating, going through a divorce. A hearing on the matter was scheduled for the week of the, of the mur- after the murder, the local media reported. According to authorities, Blythnick shot Rebecca after leaving the couple's three kids sleeping at his home. Mm. Yeah. How about that one? So he not only joked about it, but he made it all come true. Crazy, crazy, crazy story. Yeah, that's wild. All right, some good birthdays uh, today. Um, Doc Holliday's birthday is today, the actual Doc Holliday, not uh, Val Kilmer. Um, Earl Weaver, the great baseball manager. Steve Martin, the comedian. By the way, I saw a couple of weeks ago The Jerk on television. Fantastic, fantastic movie. So my wife gets mad at me because sometimes I'll just randomly lick her face. Because oh, remember, yes, 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 yes. Their first kiss, yes, yes. Bernadette Peters, yes. Um, Bob Backlund's birthday is today. He was my first heavyweight champion. I I was watching him as the heavyweight champion before Hulkamania. Magic Johnson's birthday is today. Halle Berry's birthday is today. God love her, man. Fifty-seven years old, and she is stunning. Yeah. Uh, and Tim Tebow's birthday is today. Nice. So, in honor of our interview that we did earlier in the show with Britt Baker, tonight's top 10 list, your top 10 favorite all-time women's wrestlers, Day-Day, the floor is yours. All right. In no particular order, um, starting off with the fabulous Moolah. Oh, nice. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Lita. I was really a big fan of Lita because I really felt like... During that era, because that's kind of when the divas was mm-hmm. kind of at their high yep. point. But Lita was like the true. Did I tell you, you know, I smoked cigars with her uncle? Yes, she did, I think. Because didn't you say she went to Sprayberry, right? She, no, she went to Lasseter. Lasseter, that's what it was, mm-hmm. Lasseter. So, her, her and Cody, Cody Rhodes. Yeah, her and yeah. Cody Rhodes both went Lasseter to Lasseter. has a very good high school wrestling program. Oh, yeah, they yeah. do. Um, yeah. I used to, so her uncle lived over kind of in the Roswell, East Cobb area. Mm-hmm. And he would come over to the Good Life Smoke Shop. Okay. and. He'd come over and smoke cigars with us, and we always joked about, 
you know, being Lita's uncle and all that kind of stuff. Nice. So, yes, I smoke, smoke cigars with Lita's uncle. All right. Uh, Trish Stratus, um, I, I felt like she really was one of the better divas that transcended, mm-hmm. transcended into actually, you know, ring technique. I, because of you, I really like Rhea Ripley. Oh, like I, I wasn't paying her a lot of attention at first, but I really like her. She just got engaged. Yeah, yeah. He's in. Uh, he's in another. Uh, yeah. He's in yeah. a Buddy Matthews. Yeah. He's in AEW. Yeah. He used to be in the WWE. Right. Uh, he was Seth Rollins' flunky for a while there, mm-hmm. and then he went over to AEW, and now he's in, uh, as Jim Cornette calls him, the House of Black. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Natalia. Um, oh yeah, Natty. I like yeah, Natty a she's, lot. She's, yes. I, I, I don't know if it's because she can't really, if it's her promos, but I really felt, thought she was going to go a lot further. But remember Paige? Mm-hmm. I used to really like Paige. So I've tried to I've tried to get her on the show, Soraya. Okay. Um, I've tried to get her on the show. Yeah, she was. By, real, the, I, by the way, keep reaching out to your guy. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't cross paths, do they? I mean, I mean, they probably do, but. Oh, I'm sure they do. But we'll just figure keep, it just, out. Yeah, yeah. Just keep reaching out. <laughs> um, Naomi. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I thought she's really good in the ring. Sherry Martell, of course. Love Sherry um, Martell. One, and, of, one of my absolute favorite performers of all yes. time. And then Wendy Richter. Yeah, I. Uh, so I've got I've got Sherry Martell on my list as well, and I really think look. The stuff that she did with Macho Man Savage, mm-hmm. uh, and and she listen, they don't do this nowadays, but she was taking bumps from Hulk Hogan. Yeah, you know, again, she would take the atomic drop, and a, yeah, she was taking bump. Hogan would put his hands on her, mm-hmm. you know, in that feud with with Beefcake Hogan. Yep. you know, um, what's his name? Um, the guy from uh, Tiny Lister. Um, oh, uh, Zeus. Zeus. Yeah, you know, and Zeus and Savage and all mm-hmm. that. And that whole feud was going on. Yep. She, and she was the manager for all that. Yep. She was taking bumps from Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. So she was never afraid to get mixed up nope. in, in wrestling with, with the guys and stuff like that. Um, I've got Wendy Richter as well because mm-hmm. she was the first women's wrestler that I remember. Yeah. Her and Sherry Martell were two of the first ones. But but Wendy Richter was a big star. She was. Um, you know, she's the original screw job. Right. For WWE. Yes. Mar- her um, Mula. Mula dressed yep. up as the black... Adam or what something. was her name? Uh, the Black Spider, Black Willow, or something Black like that. Black Widow, I think it was was it Black Widow? Black Widow or something, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And and they screwed her because yeah. she she was not going to drop the title. Right. They screwed when they 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 screwed her out of the title mm-hmm. because she was about to leave and yep. and she never she never came back to WWF nope. uh, after all that. So, um, I've got Lita on my list uh, as well. I thought Lita of her and Trish was yeah. she was the real star of yep. all of that. Um, I've obviously got Rhea Ripley because I think she's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a huge Charlotte Fair, Flair fan. I, I think Charlotte's Charlotte, good. Yeah. I think Charlotte Fair. I, I think Charlotte Flair is arguably the Hulk Hogan of women's wrestling. Nice. Like she's the biggest superstar of all time. Um, I'm a big fan of Bailey, and okay. we we should pull that. We need to pull that clip out where she she talks about John Freaky. Um, <laughs> she's the one who named him Freaky. Uh-huh. But I love Bailey. I think Bailey's a phenomenal performer. Um, I'm also a big fan of Sasha Banks. I think Sasha, Sasha Banks yeah. is a. I, I I think those girls when they had Charlotte and Bailey and Sasha and mm-hmm. Becky all together as the four horsewomen and yeah. all the matches that they had with one another, that was some of the best NXT that was uh, ever done. Um, I've got Victoria. I was a big fan. Oh, I forgot about Leslie. Victoria. Uh, what's her name? Leslie Vaughn something. Um, I was a big fan of Victoria. Uh, loved her look. Loved her work as well. Um, Gail Kim. Uh, Gail Kim was in WWE, but she really made her name. 
her and Awesome Kong mm-hmm. really were having some of the best matches in um, Impact. And what was it, Impact or uh, it wasn't Ring of Honor? I think it was Impact uh, or TNA or whatever it was at that time. But her and Awesome Kong had some of the best women's matches. That and Lance Storm said she's the best women's wrestler of all time. And my absolute favorite because again. She reminds me so much of Stone Cold Steve Austin in some ways and how she got over, but it's Becky, Becky Lynch. Lynch yeah. And I'm such a fan <laughs> of Becky. The work, the promo, everything about her, her look. Um, I just think that she is a top five. And I don't think I don't think they at times have booked her really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they when that whole thing went down, when she slapped Charlotte at SummerSlam and then she got punched in the face by mm-hmm. Nia Jax. With the blood, like that made her. Like that, yeah. all of that made her. And the promos and some of the matches that she had with Charlotte, I'm I'm the biggest Becky Lynch fan that that there is, man. I I, I think she's a phenomenal performer. Yeah, so. I'm with you. All right, when we get back, we're heading to the top of the hour and the J. What is no? It's a Monday, right? It's the uh, Jason. Uh, it's a uh, Atlanta, uh, Atlanta soccer, soccer tonight. tonight. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio Now to the Game, Odyssey.com app. Sports Radio, 92 in the game. Brown like a music hour rolling right along. Braves up 9-2. to Did we not just say Max Freed? Six innings, eight hits, two earned runs, couple of strikeouts. Did we not say six innings and two runs? That's fine. Because now they're up 9-2. to So this one's uh, getting out of hand. Um, Riley's hit the only home run in the game. Let's check out on our favorite uh, group of people, the 7-8-9 hitters for the uh, Braves. Um, six for 12 Two, or sorry, six for 12, four runs, six RBI. Sounds like a pretty good night. Sounds like a pretty good night for, for the old crew. Uh, as we said, Max Fried, six innings, eight hits, two earned runs, one uh, walk and a couple of strikeouts, 83 pitches for Max Fried. His ERA is now at 2.57, and uh, Johnson's uh, in, so even probably he can't blow this thing. So Brave should cruise to a uh, victory here, which will um, – which will put them at 76 and 42. They'll be 38 and 20 at uh, at home. And um, as the um, mutts are blowing the uh, mutts are blowing out the Pirates. The um, and that's the only Marlins. Marlins beat the Astros. So again, Braves will just keep pace with uh, with everybody uh, in there. And um, you know, again, the division's over at this point and. 
I don't know why we're not letting Michael Soroka get some starts, you know, up here, but obviously that's that's their decision, and you know, they're trying to figure out what to do with uh, with this other, you know, starting spot for starting spot for the uh, the rotation about who they're gonna put into all of this thing. Hopefully, not Yanni Shiranosa again. Can't really say as I want to see him pitch ever again in my lifetime. How about that? How about I I, I don't want to see I don't want to. I don't even want to go. I don't even want to run into Yanni Shiranos at a game at a little league game where he's coaching his kids or whatever. I don't even want to run to him, run into him there, because I feel like that he'll grab a ball and try to pitch or something like that. I don't want to be anywhere near all of that uh, that kind of stuff. So uh, again, so uh, fun interview with uh, with uh, Britt Baker. We're gonna to try to get some more AEW folks on. Uh, we're trying to. Get them before they come here, obviously, to town. They'll be in town August 23rd on Wednesday, August 23rd. And then they go on the 27th to Wembley. So they, they're they going to have uh, Dynamite and they're going to tape Collision here as well at Gas South Arena. So you can go to AEW.com and get your tickets. But they're going to tape Collision here. And that's what's going to be interesting is because Dynamite and Collision are coming together. And I don't know if you know all the drama about the CM Punk stuff but he you know obviously they separated those shows specifically to keep Omega and the Young Bucks away from CM Punk and FTR and all that kind of stuff now FTR and the Young Bucks are going to wrestle and in Wembley so you know they're going to they're going to do it up but uh, but they've you know obviously tried to keep all of those guys away from each other because obviously with the drama that CM Punk had with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and all that, um, you know, they that's obviously that backstage drama and the, and the locker room stuff that was going on. So um, they tried to keep everybody away from one another, but now they're all going to be here at the, at Gas South Arena. So um, we'll try to have some more of those folks on. So, I mean, I've got my wish list. I mean, I've, I've put out my put out my wish list, and Britt Baker was one of the people that I wanted to – really wanted to talk to. So And she was off uh, off tonight and at home or something like that. So that's why we were able to hook up with her. So, Day-Day, the pressure's on you. I did my job. I got my I got my guest lined up. I got my person lined up. Now we got to get yours. You know, we got to get you. Got to get you off the bench, contributing. You know, contributing to the show, helping helping contribute. No, Dayday's doing a, a great job here. So, um, but anyway, we'll try to get some more of those folks on before they uh, before they end up coming um, to Atlanta. And I guess um, uh, I guess we're. Are, are we? Can you look at the schedule? See if see if we're working. You, you got the schedule what, for this week or uh, that? No, no, week? for for that August twenty third. Uh, like, are we working? Um, I'm I'm guessing that we. I'm guessing if if something is going on that I would like to go see, that would mean I'm working. Yeah, but maybe we can be live. Uh, we'd have to sell all of that, wouldn't we? I don't know how that works. Yeah. Yeah, or maybe they'd have to get some money out of AEW. Yeah, I mean like we like we we can't go anywhere unless we sell yeah. something or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. Um I I I'll pitch that to Conti. Yeah. Um but I'm guessing that But again, it's it's well, it's at Gas South Arena though. So, mm-hmm. I don't we don't have necessarily an affiliation with Gas South with Arena, the arena specifically. Not, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. So. That's the old, for those that don't know, that's the old Gwinnett Civic mm-hmm. Center or whatever it was, or the Gwinnett Arena, I should say. Yeah, the Gwinnett, the Gwinnett Arena. Gwinnett Arena. 
Um, I still the the, um, the hockey team still plays there, right? They do, and then and the so does team. the Swarm. Yeah, yes. that's the lacrosse team. Yes. Yeah, so they play there. What's the um, and the arena team played out there at one well, point yeah, before one time Arthur when they, Blank bought yes, them. Yes, when our, when Arthur when Arthur Blank had the when they when uh, they were the Georgia uh, Force. Yes, um, and they played at Gas South uh, Gas South Arena. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's actually a pretty good, a cool little arena. It is. Um, we saw. Uh, it was myself, Oren, I believe Rob Tribble, and Crooked Pocahontas, Matt Holmes. <laughs> we saw um, we saw uh, Tears for Fears and Hall of Notes. Nice. Um, there a few years ago. Nice. So that was a good concert. That I I, I love me. I, well, I love me both those bands, but I really love me some Hall of Notes. So yes, we were we were all there uh, for all of that. But uh, what what's the name of the hockey team? Um, the it's not the Atlanta Knights anymore. Um, oh gosh, now, now I can't remember what the what the name of the uh, it's the IHL team. Um, gosh, I should know all of this. Let's see my gladiators. Gladiators, yeah, yeah. So so the gladiators play out there still, but um, that's a cool little arena. It, it's a uh, it's not a huge building, no. but it's for like wrestling. It'll be a pretty good size. It'll be. It'll be pretty good size for That's that actually where WWE, when they first started coming, they had yes. to go out there. They couldn't get so into these. So I went to a, I I went to, oh gosh, it was a. They called it Starcade. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a couple of years ago in December that they called it Starcade, and this was back when Bray Wyatt was doing the. Uh, the fiend okay. gimmick, right? And he wrestled Braun Strowman, and this is back when Miro or Rusev was still in the WWE, and he was feuding with Bobby Lashley, okay, with his wife Lana, where she had right. gone with Lashley. So this was a few years ago, and uh, and they had they kind of like a, it was like a glorified house show, right? You know, it's what it was, but it was Starcade. They they called it because they own all the rights to all right. that kind of stuff, but they called it Starcade. And so it was fine. I mean, it was a good show. I mean, we we went out there. Main event was terrible. I mean, the, the Bray <laughs> Wyatt thing and and Braun Strowman in a cage or whatever was a dreadful match. But that that was it was fine. I mean, it was it was fun, um, you know, to be there, whatever like that. But so they, they, you're right. The the WWE has done things there in the past. Um, that's also where uh, Impact used to go to mm-hmm. uh, back when it was. I, I I think it was Impact at that time. It wasn't TNA, but it was Impact because I saw Rampage Jackson. You know who you know who Rampage yes. Jackson is the the fighter. Yes. So he was there. Hulk Hogan was there. Sting was there. So this is this was you know TNA Impact whatever you want to call it uh, at that time. So we um we went and we went a bunch of us that went uh, that worked all together. We went um, and saw Rampage Jackson and all that when he came to Atlanta. Nice. I think I still have the pictures on my phone actually. Of Hogan coming out and all that good kind of stuff. So anyway, so um, so it's, they've they've had a pretty good amount of wrestling at that uh, at that building and at that arena. So I'm almost surprised that coming right before Wembley, that they didn't try to get State Farm Arena or something like that. Now maybe the WWE has the rights the on rights that or but something. Kind of like how, but I mean they've been to State Farm before when when they first came here when Cody did that crazy moonsault off the top of the cage. When he did that crazy stunt here, that was at State Farm Arena. So I, I'm surprised that they, I'm surprised that they are doing it at uh, at Gas South. I mean, not that there's anything wrong 
with it, but I wondered if they would, you know, try to book a bigger building because of, you know, they're going to Wembley, you know, like literally four days after they do this show, they will be in Wembley in front of, it's it's going to be at least 70,000 people. Yeah. It's probably going to be somewhere 80,000 people when all is said and done. I wonder if State Farm just needed a break because that Wednesday is open, but that Monday they got LL Cool J. That Tuesday they got Lionel Richie and Earth, Wind, and Fire. Wow, those are some pretty good concerts. Yeah. Would you go see LL Cool J? Have you ever seen him? Uh, I have. I, ha- I have seen him um, perform. And uh, I think that concert is actually like it's like him, The Roots. And it's a pretty good lineup. It's kind of like it's an old school hip hop. Who's the who's the guy that we lost over the weekend? Who's the rapper oh, that we lost? Uh, Reggae he, or Reggie or uh, Magoo. 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 Oh, yeah. Magoo. He did a song yeah, with Mr. Timberland. Magoo. Yeah. He, yeah. 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 Mr. Mr. We, we lost Mr. Magoo. Not Mr. Just Magoo. Huh? Just Magoo. Yeah. Mr. Magoo. <laughs> So yeah, I saw I saw that uh, I saw that we lost him. Um, young too, by the way. Wasn't yeah, he's now? only fifty. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's a kid. I know where you're going. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. I fifty years old is like being a kid. Um, so anyway, but um, yeah, uh, R.I.P. to uh, Mr. Magoo or whatever uh, it is. So all right, when uh, we come back, going to wrap things up with a love TKO. Chuck, we in the Kia Studios for a few more minutes. Sports Radio after the game. Odyssey.com app. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.